and they're off. Yay! <laughs> the betting show Raw. Welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. It's the NTT to NT betting show. We're sponsored by Betfair. This podcast talks about gambling. George Ellick and Ali Maxwell making betting picks ahead of the EFL docket. A reduced slate this weekend due to FA Cup shenanigans, which impacts the Championship and League Two. Go on, Grimsby. Uh, we're going to be making betting picks. Uh, get Betting comes with risks, so please understand the risks that come with gambling. Go to BeGamblerWare.org to brush up on them, to understand uh, some of the risks and things to avoid when thinking about placing a bet. George, hello. Hey. Cheltenham treating you well? There have been some good moments and some bad moments, I would say, so far. A couple of very near misses. There was a horse called An Epic Song, who I had quite a nice position on that was touched off into second yesterday. We'll see. We'll see. It's, I was going to say it's early days, but it's not. We're past halfway now. So, I hate being touched off into second. Nothing worse than that. It's weird that you do a podcast with me then. <laughs> you know what is treating you well? Yourself. On this show. Four out of five. Yeah? For the second week in a row. You get on these lovely streaks, don't you? You get on these lovely streaks. Tasty pints of variance. Uh, and another big weekend, plus 6.8 points up. I was plus 3.83 points up. That's plus 10.63 from the 12 state over the weekend, which is lovely. Three weeks in a row with both of us in profit. 27 points up from our last three weeks on the show. It was much needed at the time. We were in poor form. Now we're in good form. So let's look forward to the inevitable nosedive. Uh, you got Stockport up at even money, your nap. You got Barnsley up at even money, your next best. You laid Charlton, who failed to win. You got over 2.5 middles per goals up again uh, at 19 to 5. Only Lassa Sorensen anytime did not win for you. I had Sheffield Wednesday. Didn't even start. Didn't he? Uh, he was one of those. That's annoying. One of them. I had Wednesday my nap at Eva Money, beating Portsmouth, Mansfield, Leighton Orient. Uh, t- trust me to pick the only game in 36 that was called off. <laughs> uh, I laid Grimsby, who won. That was no good. Uh, but over 2.5 Salford goals copped at 19-5 to as well. So um, two really chunky goals winners for a Sam Smith anytime. Not good. Where are you going this week for your nap, George, in the EFL? What's your best bet? I'm off to the LNER. Um, where Lincoln hosts Peterborough, and I'm going to back Peterborough to win this game at 13 to 10. Um, now, Lincoln haven't lost a game at home this season. Uh, there will be many people who will just be backing, who'll look at those stats and just back Lincoln every week, and they've probably been doing okay. Although I think they've only won four games at home. Um, but I am of the belief that that is a um, a streak where the outcome is not based within a dominance it is based within kind of luck and like the Preston run at the beginning of the season where every single game they had was either 0-0 or 1-0 and eventually the ketchup bottle did explode and we saw a flurry of goals I'm pretty confident that whether it's this weekend or next weekend um, the Lincoln um, home record is going you know their unbeaten record is going to end Um, I was at the game against Oxford their last home game where they scored a penalty and were pretty good at keeping Oxford at arm's length. You know, they're a team who, who they're very good at what they do. And that is they, they keep games to, to the zeros and ones. And more often than not, if they can get a goal, they win the game. Um, but they're playing against a, a posh side who have it in them. And it's not consistent, which is the frustration. But they have it in them to, to completely blow 
the bottom half teams away in this league. And we've seen that in midweek where they went to Burton, a Burton side whose home record is very, very good. Um, you know, not quite as impenetrable as, as Lincoln's, but in recent weeks has been the reason why they've pushed themselves away, themselves away from the relegation zone. And they put five past them um, and won the game 5-2. We know, you know, this is something we've seen with Darren Ferguson's Peter Presides um, in the past as well in League One um, with the attacking talent they've got. You know, they've got Johnson Clark-Harris, the top scorer in the league who scored two. Efren Mason-Clark, one of the most exciting attacking players on the, off the left. Joe Ward, who's playing incredibly well off the right. Nathaniel Ogbetta, an attacking left back um, down the left-hand side. They have you know, the, the tools about them to do this. And, you know, they beat a Plymouth Argyle side 5-2 fairly recently as well. Um, their away form is, is, is better than their home form uh, since the turn of the year. They've beaten Port Vale 2-0 away. They've beaten Forest Green 2-0 away. They've beaten Morecambe 3-0 away. Um, the only blot is the a 1-0 defeat at Hillsborough, which I think we can forgive them for. I am of the belief, you know, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of this of this posh team their reliability but I'm, I'm of the belief that they are by far the better team between these two and if there's any Lincoln being very good at home baked into this price then then I'm, I'm willing to take it out of the oven and throw it in the bin because um, as I say I, I think this is a um, you know all credit to them but this is it, it's not like when you see you know really good home runs and you look at the expected goal difference between the home side and the away side over the course of the season, and they're, they're miles clear. This is just down to fortune and a very good defence. But I think Posh have the wherewithal to, to breach that defence. So 13-10, to 10, Peterborough to beat Lincoln's by I'm staying in League One, and <laughs> I quite like this already. Here's the theme of the pod, us making nap picks that would make a lot of people wince. You are backing against a team that has not lost a game at home this season. I'm napping a team that's only won two of their last 20 league games. And partly yeah. because uh, I'm a, a huge subscriber to the William Wallace theory that all men die, but not all men truly live. Uh, and I you know, <laughs> have that tattooed figuratively uh, on my mind. And uh, so I'm back in Cambridge United to win this weekend uh, at... 2.75 that's 7 to 4 they're at home to charlton here and i'm here to tell you that in home games at the abbey cambridge are, are pretty good they're okay their their performances are good they're a strong team they're a very difficult team to play against their results haven't necessarily reflected their performances in the last few weeks and that's a nice reason why we're getting what i consider to be a very nice price uh, in particular the game at home to morecambe the game at home to cheltenham the game at home to portsmouth by pretty much any measure, you'd be looking at Cambridge maybe picking up four or even six, dare I say it, seven points from those three games if they'd finished chances, if balance of play had been reflected. Uh, I believe they were either the better side at nil-nil or things were pretty even at nil-nil before uh, they went behind in those games. They only got one point from them instead of, well, what I'm saying should, should have been maybe six. Even last weekend, this wasn't a home game, but last weekend at MK Dons, they started well. They started brightly. Lancaster in particular looking dangerous. Scores a, a decent goal. It's disallowed on a sort of technicality. Sam Smith just standing a little too close to the goalkeeper in an offside position. It probably would have gone in anyway. Bit annoying. Can understand why it was given. Also think there would be 
I reckon the majority of EFL games that wouldn't have been given. Instead, uh, it's nil-nil, and then Moisa sticks a free kick into the top corner from 25 yards. And it's clear that Cambridge are struggling uh, with mentality. Coming from behind when they do go behind is something they're feeling very, very different. But I basically think that at nil-nil... I, I suspect that Cambridge will be the more dominant side in this game. And so at 2.75, I want to basically bet on them getting in front, gaining some confidence and winning this game. They, they probably will feel like they haven't been getting the rub of the green recently. And they probably feel that they're playing better than their results suggest. And I agree. And that's what you're always looking for here. Charlton... Well, they won 4-1 on Tuesday night, didn't they? That was away at Morecambe. So you think, well, their away form's pretty good. Their away performance is pretty good. I know this is one of the most annoying things you could probably hear as a fan, but I put that result a lot more down to Morecambe's completely embarrassing set-piece defending than I do anything particularly special that Charlton brought to the table. The first two goals were set-pieces. Then, yeah, sure, they did score two nice goals to make it 3-1 and 4-1. But when I'm trying to weigh up these games and these teams, that's the sort of thing where I think the result's a little bit noisy. And again, I think that's good news for us on this front because I'm sure it, it would have had an impact on the price. They have to travel again, having travelled to Morecambe. They now have to travel to Cambridge. Not that far, is it, really? But They'll have had a day off on Wednesday, no doubt, to recover. Uh, only two days to prepare for this one versus a whole week for uh, Cambridge. Underlying numbers-wise, since Christmas, which I think is you know a good chunk of time to look at here, Cambridge's home XG numbers are pretty decent. They reflect that they're pretty tight defensively. They don't give up loads of chances at the Abbey. They're not that hot going forward, don't get me wrong. And they've been a bit of a cold streak in front of goal. But we think that cold streaks can become hot streaks. And it's hard to predict when that will happen, but generally... It will. Maybe it could be on Saturday. Uh, since Christmas, Charlton's away XG numbers, their away away results, their general performance levels haven't been very good, which you've detailed many times on the Monday pod. They are quite loose defensively. So I'd certainly be having a look at, at going in again on Sam Smith anytime. I haven't for my pick because there's something that I'm really excited about, which I'll tell you about later on. But, uh, but Smith and Cambridge... I'm throwing my support behind them. They're my nap at 2.75 in League One. Uh, that price, 7-4 with the bet for Sportsbook. Next best, George. Staying in League One um, again, I am backing Barnsley to beat Wickham at 31-20. to 20. So basically 6-4. to four, A little bit bigger than 6-4. to four. Um, Barnsley are one of the form teams in the league. They have lost just two of their last 10 games. And even though I made a big point last week about talking how good, talk about how good Barnsley's home record is um, ahead of their win over Plymouth, Argyle. Their away record hasn't been great all season, but recently has been very good. Um, they have uh, uh, they have scored 10 goals in their last five away games. Uh, they've won three of those. They've drawn two of them. Um, so rather than this being just Barnsley being a good home side, I think they are just right now one of the best teams in the division. And that is why they are not that far off uh, Plymouth Argyle in second place and why they beat Plymouth so easily. Um, Matt Bloomfield's come in at Wickham and done an okay job in difficult circumstances. Um, they have won two of their five games with him in charge. Uh, but there have been two games in particular that have just kind of stood out and concerned me. One, weirdly enough, was the 2-0 um, win over Bristol Rovers uh, in midweek where Bristol Rovers had 21 shots and an XG of about two and were pretty wasteful in front of goal. Um, Wickham were clinical themselves and came away with a win the other was the one all draw at home to Exeter where again Exeter created loads of chances in the game and Matt Bloomfield came out afterwards and said that he uh, he was a bit frustrated about how open Wickham were and how open the game was now Barnsley if anything are, are not open um, 
you know, this won't be a particularly open game, I wouldn't have thought, but they are a side who can capitalise on some of the leakier defences in the league. It's what we've seen in countless times recently. Uh, 4-0, um, they beat Cheltenham when they went there. They beat Port Vale uh, 3-1 in an away game recently. Then at home, they've scored um, 3-2, 4-3-3 in their last five home games. Like They are um, a pretty devastating attacking force right now, much more so than Exeter, much more so than Bristol Rovers. And if those two teams are able to create consistently... I've got basically no doubt that Barnsley will, will be able to as well. Um, I think they'll dominate the game. I think they'll have the better chances. And I think um, they should be clear favourites rather than the marginal favourites they are. Um, so Barnsley is my next best at 31 to 20. MK Dons are my next best. Uh, you may know MK Dons for having a similar uh, record of not winning football matches. Uh, a bit like my nap Cambridge. So we're turning everything on its head today. MK Dons, uh, they're also 7-4. Uh, they're playing against Accrington, Stanley, away from home. This is a huge game in the context of the League One relegation scrap uh, in terms of circling the drain. Well, Accrington are circling the drain. They are in 20th, which is just above the bottom four. Uh, they've got a two-point cushion and a game in hand. And who's just beneath them? MK Dons. Two points between the teams. Uh, MK have played one game more. This is absolutely gigantic for both teams. Uh, I've spoken before about MK Dons and how they've basically only given themselves about 23 games to get enough points to stay up. That's because they're so bad against top half teams. Two wins and 17 defeats is just six points from 19 games against top half teams. They are a lot stronger against bottom half teams. That is, I imagine, the case for every single team in the EFL. So it's not it's not necessarily noteworthy that a team would be better against worse teams, but it is a uh, a boost for me here. Accrington, as you can imagine, are also better against bottom half teams than top half teams, but MK marginally more so uh, in terms of the, the gap between the two. Big thing for me here is scheduling. MK Dons in the last three weeks played on Saturday the 4th, then they played on Saturday the 11th, and here they'll play on Saturday the 18th. A lovely schedule. I think we'll all agree that one 90-minute football match every Saturday, basically the dream. For all of us. And maybe a little six aside on a Wednesday just to keep us going. Um, lots of recovery time, lots of training time, lots of analysis, lots of team bonding uh, and lots of preparation for this game. Uh, it's been fun and frolics all week, no doubt, uh, after a win against Cambridge last Saturday. That was a big win for them. They will have some confidence within this, the camp. Accrington, in that same time period, played on Saturday the 4th of March. Tuesday the 7th, they travelled to Ipswich Town and got thumped. Saturday the 11th, they travelled to Charlton and they got a good draw. And on Tuesday, they were at home to Portsmouth. Now this one. So they've played four games while MK have played only two. I think fatigue could play a part here. Then there's the fact their goalkeeper Jensen is suspended again, having been sent off on Tuesday. So Toby Savin will come back in. He is very, very short on confidence. Probably not helped by the fact that they were happy to send him out on loan to Stevenage for a couple of weeks. Uh, he will be back in nets. He, frankly, has an incredibly poor record in goal ever since we picked him for 21 under 21 in January or February of 2022. Uh, MK Don's away from home. This is my last bit of evidence, Your Honour. Um, George, 59 of the 72 teams have picked up more points per game at home versus away. So 82% of teams... Stronger at home than away. That stacks up. That's what we expect. But of the 13 that have picked up more points away from home, you've got Preston in first place on the podium. The biggest discrepancy between away points and home points. You've got Luton next, who've been amazing away from home in the championship. And then MK Dons in third. They've picked up many more points away than they have at home. They want to be away. 
That's where they're more comfortable. They've scored eight more goals away than they have at home. It suits them to travel. That's what they're doing this weekend, going to Accrington. And I think they will win and go above Accrington in the table. Seven to four with the Betfair Sportsbook. That's my next best. Don't forget, it's Bet10, Get2 with the Betfair Sportsbook. So if you bet £10 on EFL Ackers this season, you'll get a £2 free bet. Uh, T's and C's in the description of the podcast to uh, check how you get the Bet10, Get2 offer. Uh, on the exchange, George, it's time to do a laper. I'm laying, and I'm sticking to my guns with this one, um, I'm laying Derby County again. Um, now, regular listeners to the to the show will know that I kind of went on a, a bit of a thing about how Paul Warren's sides, um, well, his Rotherham side at least, used to go on these kind of poor streaks. And I was right in the, in the Shrewsbury game, although they went two up in that one, and there was a couple of set pieces that got Shrewsbury back into it. They then lost to, to Plymouth Argyle away. They come here off the back of a 3-2 win against Oxford, where you know they, they were playing a side who had one point from 27. Um, and... Yeah, it's always difficult because you know I'm an Oxford fan, but I think um, even Derby fans will, will probably admit that they not fortunate, but it wasn't a, a dominant win by any stretch. Oxford dominated pretty much every single data point um, apart from goals scored um, in the game. So I, I'm not really upgrading Derby for that performance, despite the the, the the three goals and the three points. And they come up against a Fleetwood side here who. You know, whilst you know not being in very good form themselves, um, stop the rot with a one-all draw against Port Vale, um, and we've seen them put in some pretty good performances recently against decent sides away from home. That they, they went to Argyle, and not many pit teams come away from home park with anything, but they got a point. They beat the Ch- Charlton the Valley two-one, and even the one-nil one-nil defeat against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you know, they're, they're showing a level of competence here that um, means is by no means a gimme. Um, a gimme three points for the top teams in the in the league, um, with all the, the strengthening they or the, the money they spent in January, uh, seemingly improving them. So um, yeah, I, I just I still think the Derby aren't operating at the level we saw previously in the campaign. I haven't seen any evidence to suggest otherwise, and so for them to be um, one point four nine uh, at home to, to Fleetwood seems incredibly short. To be you know shorter than two one, I can't really see that. Roger that. I am in League One and I'm laying Ipswich Town and I've laid them at uh, 1.42. Ipswich are at home to Shrewsbury. Uh, Ipswich very good at Portman Road. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows that. Uh, If you take out the top six, where actually they've kind of struggled drawing four out of five at home against the top six. Ipswich have won 10 out of 13 uh, at Portman Road and many of them by three or four goals. But most of those are against the bottom seven or eight teams. Shrewsbury very much not that. The eighth place team in League One. And it's Ipswich's home draws against Fleetwood, Cheltenham and Lincoln. Those are the ones on my mind here. Those are the ones that I'm just hoping Shrewsbury can replicate uh, and getting against Ipswich at such a short price. It will involve riding out a lot of luck. It will involve Ipswich snatching at chances like they were doing in that period where they they kept failing to win at home. And of course, it, it normally will involve nicking a goal as well. That involves basically a great mentality and a defensive zeal. You can recognise that in Fleetwood, in Cheltenham, in Lincoln. The teams aren't amazing teams, but much more so than the bottom eight. They are teams that have a decent mentality and defensive zeal. You can recognise that in their results and if you've watched them play this season. And I think Shrewsbury Town, of all the teams outside the top six, are best equipped to match that and to execute that, uh, you know, the sort of away blueprint at Portman Road. Possession... They don't care about that. They don't want it. Defending, yes, please. We'd love to. Uh, they've conceded less than a goal a game away from home this season, Shrewsbury, so they'll relish that. Set pieces, yes, please. 
scored the second most set-piece goals in League One this season, uh, with the caveat that Ipswich have scored the most. Uh, so set-piece goal very much on the agenda uh, at either end here. 1.42 the lay for Ipswich. I mean, it's just very, very short, isn't it? So uh, let's go against it. What's your goals pick? Set pieces? Yes, pieces. Uh, my goals pick is um, Plymouth Argyle to score over three and a half goals at nine to two at home to Forest Green. Argyle have scored four goals twice at home this season against Exeter and against Cheltenham Town. Uh, they've also scored three goals at home to Accrington Stanley and at home to MK Dons. These are only home games I'm mentioning. Uh, and they are, as we know, uh, relentlessly good at home. Uh, Forest Green, on the other hand, have conceded four goals twice away from home this season. Um, three times, sorry. Ipswich scored four, Derby have scored four, Peterborough have scored four, and Sheffield Wednesday have scored five. So there is a precedent here for, for Forest Green conceding loads of goals away from home and the better teams in the division. There's a precedent here for Plymouth Argyle scoring loads of, goals, loads of goals at home to some of the poorer teams in the division. So 9-2, to two, in my mind, seems like a massive price. So yeah, 9-2 to two Argyle to score over 3.5. Three, over three I liked that as soon as I heard it, and I liked it more Thank with you. every single word that you said. Mm. I've also got a team and overs. I feel like we've <laughs> it's taken us like four years. We finally decided that, that uh, <laughs> BTTS and match overs or unders just not the way to go. You know, it's good to know yourself uh, as a punter and also just as a human, something that we're always striving for. Uh, so we like team goals bets, essentially, and it's done pretty well over the last couple of weeks, particularly Middlesbrough with you. Salford with me last week, and I'm going back to the well. Salford City, uh, they're at home to Doncaster, and I'm backing Salford to score over 2.5 goals at 3-1. to one. Uh, this has landed in three of their last four games. No League Two has scored more in the league in the last 10 games. And as discussed on the Monday pod, despite losing to Crew on Friday, I was like very visibly struck. If you'd, if you'd been able to watch me watch the highlights, you'd have seen me visibly be, be struck by their attacking play and a realisation of how incredible their team is for League Two, particularly from midfield onwards. It's not just that the players are good, because that's more or less always been the case for Salford. It's that tactically, I think, suddenly it makes a lot of sense. Every peg fits the hole. It's very well coached. I like what Neil Wood is doing. I recognise that they are still probably underperforming in the eyes of the owners, certainly in the eyes of the, the pre-season prices. But I, for the first time basically ever... I'm kind of impressed with Salford and enjoying what they're doing on the pitch. It's probably the first time I've felt that. Um, you've got Bolton, the 1v1 specialist who hugs the touchline on the right, with Lowe, the right back, just tucking in and providing that kind of inverted fullback protection and helping him build up. Uh, build up is mainly Elliot Watt on the ball. Matty Lund going box to box. Ethan Gra um, Galbraith, who's a fantastic player in a sort of attacking eight or number 10 role. Uh, and Louis Barry tucked in off the left, playing a, a sort of basically a kind of striker role, but off the left because Ibo Torre does everything up and down the left side. Uh, and Callum Hendry has found his shooting boots in the last few weeks, having gone on a real dry spell. So I like everything I see from Salford at the moment. Donny away from home, not very good this season. Uh, they've lost five of their eight away at top 10 teams. I expect Salford to win. Only Rochdale, Harrogate, Crawley and Hartlepool have conceded more away goals than Doncaster in League Two this season. So I think Salford could build up a head of steam. Uh, they're really striving for it now. They've got work to do to make the playoffs. Uh, over 2.5 goals at 3-1 to one is how I'm going to play this. That's Salford scoring over 2.5 goals. 3-1 to one with the Betfair Sportsbook. Betfair's Bet Builder allows you to combine selections easily into one bet. And with Betfair's popular Bet Builder, you can easily add the trending EFL Bet Builder selections to your bet slip in just one tap. 
head to the football section of the Betfair Sportsbook and you'll find them at the top of the screen there. Who's going to score a goal, George? I'm being boring, I'm afraid, oh. but I was I was trying to find another one and then I just thought to myself, you've got to put up the bet you think is the best bet that you can find and I'm backing Leif Davis to score any time at 8-1 at home. Um, <clears throat> you know, I know you've laid them, but that doesn't change the fact that they are 4-9 to nine at home um, and their goal line is very high and Davis is still going to be playing as a very attacking-minded left-back. He had a, an opportunity against Bolton that he didn't put away. And the reason why, you know, with these selections, when the price holds every week and, you're, and you know that you're getting value every week, you, you basically got to keep got to keep going because the whole idea is that 8-1 isn't representative of, of how often he'll score. So for the third week in four, I was happy to leave last week because, you know, the prices um, and... Given you know the price that Ipswich tried to win the game, it didn't really appeal. But with them back at home and likely to create plenty, Leaf the Leaf Davis at uh, eight to one is my goal scorer pick. You've got to believe in yourself in life and mm. in punting. I but then one day I do have to turn over a new leaf, but that's not, not today. today. It's actually <laughs> you've you've won you've won eight of your last ten picks, and it's the goal scorer that's let you down both times. Leaf the Leaf and, and Lasse Sørensen anytime <clears throat> to pronounce it as I'm sure his compatriots would. My goal scorer well, I had a bit of fun doing my usual set piece analysis. Uh, what does that involve? Well, uh, I went and looked at all of the football matches since January the 1st and I looked at who gives up a lot of shots and XG from set piece situations and then I look at who gets a lot of shots and XG from attacking set-piece situations? And then I go, are any of those teams playing against each other? Yes. Whoa. In League One, George, there's a <laughs> there's a little match called Morecambe v Oxford. Okay. Morecambe, defending set-pieces, tough to watch. As alluded to earlier, Bad. in midweek against Charlton, <clears throat> first two goals. Tough scene. Not a lot of organisation there and a surprising lack of of, of um, grabbing bulls by horns and just heading the ball away, like well away. That's what they struggle with. 17 set-piece concessions overall per the Opta analyst. It's uh, in the top three or four most in the EFL. Oxford United, <clears throat> well, say what you like about them over the last few months, but they have actually been pretty good at set-pieces. If this was a, a sort of closed-off sport like American football maybe, uh, where every play was just a set play, then I dare say Oxford would be well clear of safety and Carl Robinson would probably be manager of the month or something. But anyway, I'm wittering. Um, I had Sam Long, Kieran Brown and Elliot Moore on my shortlist, George. Um, no, what about Stuart Finley? No, I don't like him. Okay, you know what happens now. Then I check the prices. Sam Long, 8-1. to one. Kieran Brown, 8-1. to one. Elliot Moore, 22 to 1. <laughs> wow, boy. The big tree. Big Elliot. Lovely Elliot. Um, he's the tallest of them, I believe. He's also got... I'm really surprised at this price. Normally, I'm I'm underwhelmed by CB pricing. But he's got 9 in 117 starts for Oxford. That's 1 in 13. Yeah. So for him to be 22 to 1 away at the one of the worst set-piece defensive teams in the whole of England, this is it. This is the one. This is good. I like this very much. Come on. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> Is that allowed? Please recap your selections. I'm, I, think that, I think that might be illegal what you just did. Uh, so be careful because the podcast police will come after us. They're, they're here. 
They are here. That is incredible. Oh, I better get through it before it finishes. Now Barnsley at thirty-one to twenty. Um, away at Wickham on my nap. Posh at Lincoln at thirteen to ten. My next best. Uh, laying Derby, one point four four nine over three and a half. Over three and a half Argyle goals at nine to two. And then Leaf the Leaf Davis nine to one anytime. Cambridge my nap two point seven five seven to four. At same price. MK Don same division two point seven five to win away at Accrington. Those prices with the Betfair Sportsbook. I've been matched laying Ipswich at one point four two on the Betfair Exchange. They're at home to Shrewsbury Town. Uh, my goal selection is Salford City to score over two point five goals at three to one. Uh, and my goals bet Elliot Moore of Oxford United anytime twenty two to one with the Betfair Sportsbook. George, what's the best bet? On Friday at Cheltenham. Blood Destiny to win the triumph. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Betfair for your support of this podcast. Go out.